Hey everyone. Hello everyone. Um, I'm Jay and I'm Sabina. Our topic today is war. Yes. And as I was feeling into it, we were having a bit of a discussion before we started. I was thinking, oh my goodness, I have so many opinions about this. And when I say opinions, I kind of mean identities, like thoughts and opinions that I feel really strongly about, but I don't know if they're right, more I hold on to them really firmly. Like if you were to bring up war, I think it would trigger a bit of a lecture from me. <laughs> so I was thinking, yeah. how can I talk about this in a way that that allows me to reflect and go deeper than just those surface opinions that I hold? Yeah, I like that um, way of approaching it because I can see too that I have a quite set opinion on war, you know, I I personally think it's plain wrong. <laughs> yeah. But um, I can also see that it's not that simple. No, it's, if it was that simple, I think a lot of people would like, would like war to stop, but it hasn't stopped. And for that matter, it doesn't really stop in in other areas of life, not just war and in, in like between countries, but but conflict, not necessarily violent conflict, but heated arguments between family members and flatmates and um, or neighbors, neighbors, or sometimes uh, bottling up resentment. Maybe it doesn't get expressed, or maybe it gets expressed in a, in a subvertive way. Maybe you maybe you ring up the council on your neighbor or something, you know, war, that conflict is just everywhere and we don't want it to be there, but it is. It's true. Like when I, when I observe myself, I can see the pattern of avoiding conflict. Hmm. <laughs> so I have really um, not had much proper war in my life. I mean, like in my personal relationships, I had a few where I went into hiding and avoiding, mm. not fighting, which is maybe also not really the ideal way because we do know that any pattern is normally not a healthy way of dealing with a situation. But, um, you know, I like how you brought that um, topic of war to not just a big war out there where yeah. um, weapons are used, but also down to our even personal wars with ourselves, not even with somebody oh, yeah. else. And what I have been thinking of a lot in all what has been going on over the last few years with war um, is that the main thing I can do as little Sabina in this world is to attend to my own wars and trying to make peace with my own wars mm -hmm. and trust that that is going to impact the world in a way that maybe it can also find more peace. Or I'm not sure more. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking when you talked about how you 
avoided conflict by going inward and, and kind of hiding, mm. I was thinking about sometimes I do that as well, but other times I've observed myself, sometimes I will dominate another person into them hiding. So it's kind of like... Me too. You know, <laughs> we pick the pick it choose. It's like, well, I want to be right on this one. And then so you go into hiding and boom, I win. So... Yes. But, but you... But then you feel still, the other person still feels this resentment and that resentment builds and they're actually still looking for how will I get my own back, you know, how will I dominate the next time and and sometimes there's never, it's never completely one side is innocent. Yes. Even though in... But at the same time, I don't want to say that both sides are equally wrong in a situation. There can still be one person that's more of a victim. That that gets more complicated. But but we have to take, become aware of of those different patterns. Of of how we're engaging in conflict. Are we are we backing down com- from conflict? Are we but not engaging in resolution I guess yeah because there's a lot of there's a lot of needs between parties between different people I immediately start to think about individual relationships because those are the relationships I that I can understand a lot more than war than the but in a in a household there's all these different needs you know one person might need to listen to some music and one person might need to sleep. Yeah. And a different... Oh. Yes. Yeah. So complicated. Looking back at what I said before, when I said that I didn't have much war in my life, I want to specify all of this, what I said, because it might be quite interesting to bring a few examples in. So when I say that, I mean like I didn't have any family food food Hmm. food what's the word feuds feuds i didn't have like neighbor feuds Hmm. and like visible war with other people i have fights with my partner and i have fights with my mother yeah (laughs) okay that's war too yeah and when i was saying um and in that in that fight with my partner, it was my mother. And for, fortunately now, with my Rinchwe um, learnings, I am able to see my part in it. Yeah. And I can, I can start to work on to change that. Okay? Because the only thing I can change is my part, how I am being as Sabina in a situation and then when I said hiding and avoiding I had two friendships in my life um, which completely broke up and I I I loved both of these girlfriends Mm. like deeply and this um, these friendships broke up and for many many years I did not know why Mm. I always thought that I did something which the, made the other ones not wanting to be with me anymore or whatever. Mm. I didn't really know what happened until when I 
now started to do range work, I went to this ex-girlfriends and asked them what had happened. And they told me. And I went completely... I, I, the reason why I didn't remember was that I went completely in... What is it? It's, it's the most extreme hiding and avoiding you can imagine. It's forgetting. Forgetting what had happened. And mostly it had to do with my jealousy. Hmm. My jealousy was destroying the friendships. That's war. Yeah. And so I can go and say, okay, I need to work on my jealousy. Then I don't have the destruction of very beautiful friendships and relationships. And also, and this has been a huge journey for me, but like gratitude or contentment, like the human race and individual humans, we are not content. We, we don't feel like we have enough. And so we're, it's natural to want more, but to always want more, that would lead to jealousy, wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, it's that also that need to control the fixed expectations we have on something. You know, it can be very complicated um, why jealousy might have been the destructure of something. Sometimes it's greed. Yeah. You know, when we look at the big wars in our world, then sometimes it has to do with greed because somebody wants more of whatever resources, land, don't know. And I guess in our very early years as humanity, it might have been also a mean for survival. You know, if one tribe wanted to survive a very hard winter, they had to move into the land of the mm. other tribe. And if they are stronger, then they are going to be the survivors. You know, it's complicated. It's so complicated. It's because what you brought up there, it's like, it's instinct. But but there's instinct kind of goes in different directions. Like we have an instinct of, you know, might is right or might takes, you know, if I'm stronger than you, I can take everything. But we have other instincts, which in my personal opinion are maybe deeper and more, more in harmony, more harmonious that are actually about cooperating and working with each other because actually well, let's use the example of a garden. Let's say you've got a really good garden. You guys have an amazing garden. Well, I could come and try to take over your garden. That's mm. not going to work out very well for me <laughs> at all. I can just see how, because we have all these laws in society. Well, you would have to fight me. And John, <laughs> and then and then the council would be like, you try to, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, but or you cooperate with another person. Maybe you share seeds. I gave some potatoes to a friend last night. That was good. Oh, you gave us these amazing mushrooms a few uh, weeks ago. Yeah. We loved them. They were our yeah. favorite mushrooms. And we give you sometimes some silver beet or some kale. You know, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. that works too. And, and feeling into seeing other people as if they are an extension of yourself in the sense that Every person deserves to have a good life. Mm -hmm. Maybe we don't have the the wisdom, or maybe it's not even our responsibility to give that good life to every person. But it's something we feel in our heart. So, so when I move forward in life, 
I'm not just in my little zone of I am the most important being in this world. I am who I am and who I'm meant to be and part of who I'm meant to be is of service mm -hmm. to making for for the whole, for myself and for others. Because we get into this little uh, trap of I am the most important and again this is survival so it's really logical yeah. and then maybe my family or my country is most important um, yeah. or the people who think like me yeah. In some ways, it comes down again to that we have forgotten that we are not separate. Yeah. That we are not that only I. You know, that we, we are connected and one with everything. So when we start to realize that more and more with working on our patterns, which are causing the separation and this fear of survival and all of that stuff, when we get to that, I think it will be easier for us as humans to go into these places where we um, don't feel like we have to fight mm -hmm. for our safety, for our what we own, for all of that. And it's a, it's a world which our mind can't quite comprehend yet because our mind is still controlled by our patterns. So it's hard to imagine how it could work because that constantly comes the mind in and says, but how can it be possible? Everybody could come onto your piece of land and just yeah. take whatever they want. <laughs> you know, that's the mind kind well, that's of That's why I wanted to ask a question. Yeah. What, like, I get this trying to understand other people and, and see their point of view and trying to expand um, altruism which is kind of caring and kindness outwards to other people what if something what if something happens that you find unacceptable what if I don't want to pick a country <laughs> I don't want to pick a country what if some other humans invaded Waitati don't invade Waitati if you're listening to this <laughs> podcast there's nothing here it's cold <laughs> but hypothetically what if tomorrow they were taking everything you owned from you what what if something happened that was unacceptable you know it's different for every person it's different yeah you know what if someone was stealing your husband or oh god there's so many examples and we all have different ones that would trigger us to be honest i can only speak in theory because yeah. who knows how I would feel and react yeah. if that would be really the case. But because we are on this journey with Renshue, hmm. my answer to all of this would be I would try to be in my heart when hmm. I encounter whatever I have to encounter. Yeah. And I'm hoping, trusting that whatever the outcome of the situation is, is going to be what it is. That doesn't mean that I have to sit back and do nothing. Yeah. I can go and say, I want to talk to the leader or maybe they just shoot me down if I even say peep. Well, that's it then. Then mm. I'm dead. Who cares? Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm, who cares? That might sound really harsh now to people, but it's really about, you know, another thing is the big thing we all kind of start to know is that we can't die. The only thing that is dying is our body and our chi. But our our soul, our shin, how we call it, our true self, our higher self, whatever, it can't die. And if I identify, which I'm trying to do more and more, with my higher self instead of mm. with, with my patterns and with my body, then... And who knows what that would kind of, if if people come into White Hattie and, and do all of that, um, try to take over White Hattie and I go and I'm in my heart and I try to be my higher self. Well, does it really matter what happens then? Hmm. Not really. It's so interesting, isn't it? Uh, what came to me was the statement do your best but be unattached to the outcome like you really have to engage in life and if there is a disagreement with you and another person and you feel it needs resolving I think it's better to step in and try to resolve it and try to like work it out so it's like doing your best like really fully doing your best in a situation and but then relinquishing outcome because outcome is what uh, it creates outcome is something we can't predict there's too many variables in the world of what the outcome could be yeah. and sometimes there's beautiful stories of that you can come across of people losing all their money in life for example which would be totally unacceptable for someone with a lot of money but then from that beautiful things happen or so, so you never do know that just because what has happened has been something you didn't want it want to happen, what will come from it? Yes. And there can come things from it our still pattern occupied mind can't even imagine. Yeah. You know, who knows what can happen? And I can see sometimes this thought coming in and this fear coming in in myself and I'm sure in many other people about like oh but if you and Jay and maybe John and Stephanie and Mark are the only people in White Hetty when it gets invaded can stay in their heart and be in that space how could it happen I that can't there believe is... we're talking about this <laughs> it's, like, it's so silly <laughs> it is silly but sometimes silly examples can take the edge of it. But it might even be triggering for well, some people. Well, we do people. have a, an knows? interesting example because in New Zealand today is Anzac Day, yes. which is Australia, New Zealand um, forces. They turned up in boats on the shores of Turkey during World War One, and essentially got slaughtered. Like a lot of people died in World War One because of this, of what happened. And so... It's remembering, it's essentially remembering all the fallen soldiers of World War One, And not surprising, my granddad was, oh, he was in World War Two, But a lot of growing up, Anzac Day was a big thing, and it's still a big thing in New Zealand. But then you... Doesn't it also remember all war... Um 
Yeah, I think it's World people War Two as well. People who died in the war, I in think. World War One and World War Two. Yes. Yeah. but it's a specific event. But then it's actually both okay. wars as well. But then you had a really interesting example because you're yeah not from New Zealand. Well, I'm not from New Zealand, and I, you know, in World War One, New Zealand and Australia were part of the Allied, which would have been mm. um, Great Britain or England, and Italy was part of them. France probably too. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> History is not my strength, but my region. Where I grew up, South Tyrol, in the north of Italy now, was actually part of Austria up until the end of World War One. So in Italy there is also, I think it is also the 25th of April, I'm not 100% sure, there is also a public holiday in remembrance to war, um, do you say victims? I don't know. People who died in the war and went mm. to war and fought for the country. Yeah. And so this is a public holiday where Italians remember that they fought for their country. But my region was actually only becoming what they... So that your region was on the other side. My region was on the other yeah. side. And because the other side were the losers, my region was part of the payment for losing to Italy. Mm. And so you can imagine the conflict in our region when Italians celebrate their win. Because for us, it used to be a loss. I think by now, most people are very much in peace with the situation which has been... It's a long time ago. It's a long time ago. There is still some, as always, in every um, situation, extremes, you know, but... Um, acceptance and and um, you yeah. know, willingness, openness Some to, can help. I, I found that really interesting because when you shared that initially and still now, I felt some empathy. And I think of when I look at the narrative of of those wars, World War One and World War Two, that narrative really paints the Allies, you know, the winners of those wars in this kind of heroic light and it paints the the losers of those wars in a really kind of demonic light especially world war Two, and there's good reasons with the nazis you know really like those guys were a hundred percent the bad guys and yeah. we were a hundred percent we see i talk as my identity <laughs> is yes. tied up with with yes. those with something that happened a hundred years ago yeah. practically almost yeah we were the good guys and thank god we were there and so long ago yeah. like, and it in, is what it is it happened. interestingly Jay Italy in the World War 2 was oh, actually yeah. a bad guy a bad guy yes Yeah. so you were the good guy and I was the bad yeah. guy <laughs> it's, wow. that's why we see you know war doesn't make sense and I, I personally also think that war is more often made by a few people than by most of the people. Mm. The few people then make the most of the people, you know, act accordingly. Yeah. But it might also not be as simple as I just said it now. But um, if all of us, most people would say, actually, we don't want war. Who knows what would happen? 
it is of my opinion that the source of war on a global scale is the same as the source of war on an individual scale and then patterns (laughs) so that those same patterns that lead me into conflict with family members and and I and I don't just mean outward conflict I also mean repressed conflict yeah so when I don't stand up and I don't speak my piece yes that's bottled up just the same so not a pattern and sometimes I'm in conflict with myself because this is meme I love memes on social media and it's it goes the mind body problem and this guy's uh, sitting on the chair and he he has the thought get up and then he has the other thought oh no <laughs> so it's kind of like one part of him wants to get up and the other part of him is refusing to do it and yeah. so we have that all the time where we make ourselves go to work because we have to go to work and then mm. but we don't want to go to work and we we we're in battle with ourselves yeah or we're forcing our body along even though the body is saying please let me rest yeah so in this constant conflict mm. with ourself and then we're in a constant conflict with our family uh, did, did the fly just land on the no microphone? i was just thinking i just wanted to say for each person listening yeah try to be honest you don't have to prove this to anyone else yeah. Try to be honest and see if there's some truth in this for your own life. Because I have not met a person who doesn't have any conflict in their life. Mm. And then, but in Renshui, we work with mm. this idea of changing patterns, which are habitual thought processes. And we've, we've sort of been touching on some of those there. Yeah. You know the saying, I'm, I'm sure it is also existing in English, I just don't exactly can express it in English now and it says imagine there is war and nobody goes yeah to it do you know that uh-huh yeah okay so imagine war and nobody goes to it yeah and you could say imagine nobody would use patterns yeah how would that be and you know that's what we are trying towards to on the range path that is mm. really reducing the patterns and also what struck me as you spoke was about identity uh oh my god this is so complex so i really just <laughs> i want to say we're just sharing our thoughts here because yes it's, it's not just, complete um, you know for if you can like get us um, visiting. we'd love to come and visit the U- UN if you're listening um, but we will plan a little bit more but identity means sides actually that's a right, really interesting you know looking at sports team and how much our how we can identify with a, a team even though that team might be a whole lot of people that don't even come from your country that are paid to the paid employees from other parts of the world yeah. and you're like, well, this team who's wearing green, I I support them. And, and sports gets to that point of actual violence. Yeah. But sometimes, well, this is this could be triggering for some people because <laughs> I'm going to mention some things that you will identify with. But, you know, we identify with political parties. We identify with sports teams. We identify with the country. You know, I could trigger someone in Dunedin by saying that I come, that I grew up in Auckland, which is our biggest city, and people are like, Oh, yeah, there's a Jaffa. saying, we call them a Jaffa, just <laughs> another, and we skip that word, Aucklander. 
<laughs> and so people oh why people always say why would you live there and i'm like but because it's warm <laughs> exactly and in auckland people would say why would you live there for dunedin and um because there are not many people yeah it's just what it is but but we form these identities yeah but what if we but then we jump into a defense of our identities you yeah. know we're like Oh gosh. You know, it's wow. interesting because there is this this one of these patterns, it's called competitiveness. Okay? It's quite mm. a big pattern in us humans and it has gotten to the place where it's unhealthy and causes a lot of problems in in all sort of ways. Um and because you were talking about sports, I grew up with sports, you know. Um and the other day I had this kind of thought I thought when we humans make that jump in consciousness where you know we are in our heart where we don't have all these patterns as strongly in our lives anymore and we can more make a decision of not using a pattern which is not beneficial but we use our heart qualities instead mm. and we are more unconditional than we are now well I think that Either sports is going to completely change or it might not really exist anymore. I reckon there'll still be backyard cricket. I'm a big <laughs> fan of yes. beach cricket on the beach or something. Maybe, but maybe maybe the fun of sports is is the winning, is the the competing, is the being better. I don't know, isn't it? Like when I, you know, if I would always lose in something, then I would probably not be so keen to do it anymore. I think it's like realizing that you have an identity that is beyond the identities. You are not your country. You are not your family. You are not, or you're not your sports team. If if you're someone who likes sports, for and we had a student. Um, she said oh, I can't come to this week's class because I think it was basketball in America and her husband and her, they, it's something they do together they sit on the couch and they watch the, the, the game Yeah. and so so it's just do that it's nothing just bad. do that no. but, but, just, <laughs> but just relax yeah. like accept that there's a possibility your team won't win um, things won't go the way they want. It's, it's kind of accepting different possibilities. Maybe try not to abuse the referee, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is a common thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now we drifted a bit off with the whole sports thing, but I think competitiveness comes into war too because it's quite a, a big pattern. You know, if I fight with my partner, then it has to do sometimes with competitiveness, which is connected to fixed expectations because I want things the way I want them, you know, and shall who we, is going to win? Shall we try to maybe list just a few patterns that pop into our mind now that could be places where people could look for changing, changing their own life to have less conflict and through that, <laughs> by changing themselves, they actually help the whole of humanity to move forwards. Yeah, let's first look at the patterns and then let's bring the heart qualities in when which Some can support Some replacement us. patterns, yes. so to speak. Okay, 
Definitely competitiveness. Definitely the need to control. Fixed expectations. Um, greed. And the avoiding and hiding, because we've brought that right up right at the start. Yes. That's so obvious. Um, overgeneralization. Every, all Australians are such and such. I really got that from your story about your region, because I, yeah. I didn't really know about that. And yeah. then I thought, oh, heard that story so many times of what happened to our country, you know, mm. to my country. But what about their country? What about where they are coming from? So so I did make a... I made an overgeneralization there. And I'm actually sorry. We, we yeah. do that. You're right. Because, you know, if we think about Italy, we think about each person in Italy being one of the winners. But, you know, how many people in Italy were actually not supporting the war and not so keen to go mm. and fight and kill others yeah and how many so, of us have made bad decisions or wrong decisions we all make yeah especially when we're in a high pressure pressure situation you can see that in a war that all sides do terrible things and sometimes there's instinct kicks off and and that pressure builds up so yeah. And it's hard sometimes also to face the truth about ourselves and our patterns too. Mm. You know, we get triggered. Like I get triggered if somebody shows me a pattern. Yeah. But it's important for me to see it because that's the only way I can change and mm. I can make peace. Yeah. So what else? Um, Blame, guilt, shame. As patterns. The pattern, you feel them in your heart. So they are kind of, yeah, um, negativity. Mm, because I look at someone who is the other and I create a story. So it's about creating stories and these patterns step in and start to help us create stories about other people. Yeah. Often and in a negative way. Yeah. yeah. And maybe we can now all go into our heart if you want to close your eyes hmm. and just become aware of when we were talking about these patterns when we're naming them and depending on how you felt about the ones we named you were kind of outside probably maybe not but most of us would have been outside in our mind thinking strongly and now we are going inside, into our heart, in that chest area. And the beautiful thing about this chest area and our heart is that the, the heart qualities are always there as much as the sun is always somewhere out in our galaxy, okay, in our solar system. Not galaxy, in our solar system. It doesn't all of a sudden disappear, it's there. And the same is for our heart qualities. And when we, when we name, when we are wanting to name now the heart qualities, it is trust. And in Renshia, we even talk about unconditionality of the heart qualities, which is even a deeper um, way of experiencing, for example, trust. It's like a state. I'm just trusting no matter what happens. And then we have openness. 
And Jay, if there is anything you want to say to one of these heart qualities, just jump in. Openness kind of like allows us to, again, just accept what is in every present moment. And then we move on from there, which whatever is needed. And then there is love. Unconditional love would be very special if we manifest that more and more in our hearts. And it is already there, but it's covered up by the pattern. So with removing the patterns, this unconditional love can be more present. And then we have gratitude. So much to be grateful for. And then we have the last one, which we call Gong Jing, and that is true respect and humility. So just imagine if we would feel respect also for our enemies. Doesn't mean that we need to like them or agree with them, but we could respect where they are at in every present moment. And I can notice my mind again, not really getting it. So there's more work to be done to, to peel away these patterns that make me stop feeling respect for everything. This, this is what comes strongly into our presence when we work on our patterns. And this is how peace and harmony is possible in our world. So let's do it. Mm. I feel quite hopeful, hopeful from that conversation and from what you just said at the end there, the guidance there, I feel drawn to understand and care for other people more mm. Mm. yeah thank you mm -hmm. that was actually a really lovely time we had together mm -hmm. and hopefully everybody else who listened to this enjoyed it too thank you for listening and actually what we said when we had a bit of chat before this podcast we said we want to mention that if you if you if anything during this conversation has triggered some questions you have for us you know how how can you say this or what what do you mean with this feel free to email us mm. um so we are happy to to discuss anything with you nice bye thank bye. you see ya